We are live. Hello and welcome to the Benefit of a Doubt podcast, Beyond a Doubt edition, featuring Mr. Joe Hindi. He is a contributor to Android Authority and longtime podcast friend of mine, and he's been on the Benefit of a Doubt show a few times, but this is his official Beyond a Doubt debut. Joe Hindi, welcome to the podcast again. Hey, thanks for having me. Again. Thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for coming on. You're you're closing out 2022 for the Beyond a Doubt series, which is nice. Uh, so how you been? I mean, it's it's been a minute since we. I think we last talked after Samsung in 2021. So like, it's been a minute. How's it going? It has been a minute, man. It's it's been going all right. You know, it's it's you know how the industry's been. You know, it's always competitive. It's always a uh, yep. a little bit stressful. But you know, if, if we couldn't handle it, we wouldn't be here. Um, exactly. Just keeping my exactly. head down, keeping my head down and working, man. It's you're just trying to keep it a little quiet these days. <laughs> I once told somebody I don't remember, but you know, somebody I was working with or for at the time. But I said I didn't get into this business because I enjoyed weekends or holiday or weekends or nights. <laughs> so exactly, it's exactly correct. Yeah, we don't enjoy weekends or holidays or or regular work hours or right. You know, going to bed early. Well, so. And you're like the king of the irregular work hours. You just get your day started at like one o'clock or something like that, or are you still doing that? Um, or no. you settled down now that you're uh, now that you got the old ball and chain? Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. I got oh, I forgot about that. I got married. I got married three months ago. I'm not used to telling people that I'm married yet. Um, but no, my my <laughs> schedule is just as ridiculous as ever. I do a little bit of work in the middle of the night and a little bit in the middle of the day. And um, I mean this this last night I went to bed at five, and then I forgot that I had. A bunch of uh, meetings this morning, you know, the end of the year meetings as as everybody mm-hmm. has this time of year. And I was like, oh, crap. So I got about four-ish hours of sleep. I've been walking around on zombie mode all day. Mm. Yeah, I don't have those meetings. So it's I envy you. Nice thing about freelancing is they didn't really call you into meetings all that much because then they'd have to pay us for the meetings. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, and like Slash Gear is like totally chill about stuff that like other places that I've worked are like super hardcore about like Black Friday just like they're like hey do you want to work on Black Friday I'm like actually no I don't want to work on Black Friday and they said okay good to know and that was it I'm like wow <laughs> like like everywhere else is just like oh hardcore and you're all hands on deck and don't plan on sleeping and kiss your wife goodbye for the next three days and you know we need someone online at three o'clock in the morning to post the lightning deals on Amazon Right, right, yeah. So, so Slash Gear is super chill about that, and I'm I'm quite happy with that, to be honest. I've I've slipped by another year of not working Black Friday, and I'm kind of proud of that. So, uh, anyway, so you know what is another exciting thing about this particular broadcast is it's the debut of my new background. Oh, look hey. at that! Look at that! Yeah. Just got those 3D printed. Thank you very much to my brother Alex and. Uh, um, so for those who are not aware, we've got Stargate, we've got Star Trek, and we've got Star Wars, and they are in order of approval. Um, <laughs> those look so, really cool, uh, dude. I, I don't they like I was I was like I was like, oh, you know what? I think that would be, you know, kind of nice looking. Let me try that out. And like as they showed up and I'm just like, <gasps> <laughs> like the Star the Perfect. Star Trek one. The Star Trek one needs to be sanded, and like I started sanding it, and man, that was just taking forever. So I like I just temporarily mounted it on there, and if I ever get bored, I'll go back to sanding it. But otherwise, I'll probably just leave it as is because I'm lazy. But uh, anyway, I mean, if it, if it so. helps, I can't tell that it needs sanded 
on video at this angle. So that's what I'm thinking, actually, because I think I think they're far enough back there that they probably won't uh, they probably won't stand out so much. But uh, anyway, so yes, I have uh, reason. My my passion for I, I maybe passion is a bit much, but my interest in 3D printing is fairly new, and those are one of the uh, first fruits of that. So, uh, but this isn't about me. This is the Joe Show. So, um, congratulations on being our second consecutive Joe on Beyond a Doubt. So, we, 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 we appreciate everywhere. that. The, yeah, you, you guys are everywhere. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll get Beyond a Doubt started the way we typically get Beyond a Doubt started. And um, let's just kind of talk about your, your origin story a little bit. Like, how did you get... You've been doing this, I think, probably longer than I have. So, like, how did you, how did you get into it? How did you get started? How, how are you, you? Like a lot of people, I kind of lucked into it, right? So, uh, okay, you know, in my early twenties, um, I, I, well, I, I joined the military because uh, my lifestyle up to that point wasn't great. <laughs> um, Fair. So I joined the military, and uh, I initially went as a desk jockey, and that's where I learned how to sit at a desk for long periods of time and not do anything of product productive. Mm. Um, thank you, Army, for that. And uh, the unit that I joined. Uh, went tax under. dollars at work. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but the unit that I joined went completely under. Like, they don't exist anymore. Um, it was one of the most memorable weekends of my life because we had to take all these classified documents. Uh, we shredded them, and then we burned them in a dumpster. And, really? like, the police showed up, and they're like, what are you doing? Like, we're burning classified, you know, classified information. We're supposed to do this. And the cop was like, all right, and, like, drove away. I um, honestly didn't know that military things could go under <laughs> this is like kind of new was, to me yeah it was it was a superfluous <laughs> thing right um it was um it was, it was seventh army uh it was the name of the unit was seventh army and yeah. it's uh the headquarters unit for korea but it was like the headquarters in the united states huh. um okay. and then they determined that the situation in korea at least at the time you know 2007 was um nothing was popping over there so like you know what? we'll have the headquarters unit in korea and we're just going to get rid of this unit. It's just there's, they're not doing anything. No one's doing anything there. So they cut it out. Novel um, concept. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so I switched to a different unit, which was a broadcast unit, which means I had to switch my job from a desk jockey to a broadcaster, which, hmm. you know, whole new set of training, all that stuff. And I did that for the rest of my contract. Uh, when I got out, uh, I went to college for software development, and um, I, I needed a part-time job that didn't ask me for a lot of you know, a lot of commitment. And uh, I was a frequent flyer of the X-Day Developers Forum, and I saw that they had a ah. job posting for a writer. Okay. Like, and it was one of those things where, like, you know, non-lucid moment, 4 o'clock in the morning, I was like, to hell with it, you know? What are they going to say? No? <laughs> like, right? that's the worst they can do. Say no. So I applied, and uh, I remember the editor-in-chief there at the time was Will Verduzco. I don't know if he still works there or not. Okay, um, I don't believe got, he does. Yeah, he got back to me, said, you know, three, four articles a day, good for you. And I was like, sure. And spent a year there. And then I was uh, poached by Android Authority a year later. And, you know, this is 10 years since then. So about 11 total huh. years I've been writing. Wow. All right. And it's kind of funny because I, the way I got into this industry is also just a what the hell kind of moment. And, uh, you know, but it was for Pocket Now, not XDA, although they're both owned by the same company now. So go figure. Yeah. The, um, the, yeah. The, uh, the, the tech blogosphere is getting smaller and smaller every year. It is. It is. Now, Android Authority is still owned and operated. Like, that's pri still privately held, right? Yep. We are 
Uh, yep, we are still independent. We are one of the, I think we're one of the last, if not the last Android specific blog that's like independent and also our size. Mm, oh, okay. I was going to say Fandroid is still independent, I know, because, you know, Nick Gray um, runs that guy. But, uh, but yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, that is your size. That would be the other, that would be the other asterisk. So uh, now you have found yourself in a, in a sort of a niche over at Android Authority, aside from the Saturday at noon. But you are, you are basically the app guy over at Android Authority. So talk a little bit about that. Like, how did you get into that gig? On, on accident, actually, just like everything else in this career, <laughs> um, it was uh, it was one of those things. We were using Hangouts chats at the time for everybody to communicate with each other. And uh, uh, at some point, uh, Derek, uh, one of the co-founders there, uh, put into the thing like, "Does anybody want to do any like Android app lists or Android game lists?" Like, you know, we were a young publication back then. Like, none of us were really full timers yet. Just yeah, still throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what would stick. And I was like, "Yeah, sure, I can do it." You know. Why not? What the hell? You know, my second what the hell moment. And then uh, I think I did 20 or 30 of them in the span of a couple of months. And they okay. exploded. Like, they just absolutely exploded. You know, at the time, there weren't a whole lot of those kinds of things out there. So I was, I want to say among the first. I was like the second wave, but the first wave wasn't all that good. You know what I mean? Okay, so we're talking about, like, just so we, we know what we're talking Like, the best apps for XYZ, basically, right? Yeah, best alarm clock okay. apps. I think my fir- my very first one was uh, the best RPGs for Android, which okay. was, like, you know, like, Western-style RPGs. And I eventually added Japanese RPGs onto there, too. But, like, that was my very first one I remember. And, okay. uh, I, I mean, I, I think I updated it just this last year, so it's still going. <laughs> Still going. Yeah, right. and it was nice. And then, you know, I, the, the 30 worked out really, really well. They asked me to make a bunch of videos on them, so I did a bunch of videos on them, expanded, expanded, expanded. I think I've got just shy of 500 of them now. Wow. Like lists or videos? I just want to make sure. Oh, lists. I've got well oh, over lists. 500 lists and videos. <laughs> okay. All right. And so, and that's just what you're doing these days. You're just keeping those lists intact and creating new ones as they come up and uh, – and that's kind of your whole thing, right? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's about a quarter of it's my thing. Of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. we've been. I've been trying to expand out, especially over the last year or so, because you know it was one of those the writing is on the wall things. When people search for that kind of stuff now, they add the word Reddit to the end of it because you know they trust the the individual experience over okay. like a listicle written by a guy. Like, no, I've had personal experience with all these apps. Don't get me wrong. I actually mm-hmm. do use them all. Um, I remember posting on Twitter a few years ago that I had spent somewhere north of eleven thousand dollars on apps and games. Over oh the span God. of my career, <laughs> up to that point, that was two years ago. Um, but it's one of those things where, like, you know, uh, people trust the individual telling them something that's good over the over the blogger telling them that ten things are good. You know. Well, yeah, and, and I and I. Th- Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. sorry, go ahead. No, you first. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I think I think what hap- what's happened in the space is, especially when it comes to like things like a best list and stuff like that, is you don't know, like, you you personally go out and use all the apps and you play all the games and you, and you do all the things, but it would be so easy for, you know, XYZ freelance blogger to write a best alarm clock apps just by doing searches in the app store. Yep. You know, it would be, and, 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 and dozens i would ar- i would argue there are dozens and dozens and dozens if not hundreds of those articles out there that have just been you know cobbled together based on app store ratings which are shakily reliable at best yeah there's you learn how to read them after a while um I, there was mm-hmm. one that was pitched to me in my email just a couple of weeks ago and i looked at it and like the top 3 reviews were 
this is a very good app. And then like a paragraph. And then the second one, this is a very good app. And then like a paragraph of something completely different. And the third one, this is a very good app. And a completely third different paragraph. And I was like, hmm. these are fake. They're getting <laughs> slightly better, fake. but they're they're still missing the the part where they have to get rid of the part where everyone says the same thing. So um, so how do you compete against that? Like when when you are dealing with such a, a saturated atmosphere, how do you how do you attack that? Like, you know, with your integrity, you know, how do you get the message out there that people are, you know, that I do use all these things and and whatnot? Like, how do you how do you how do you fight that? Um, by simply being correct when I write about it. Uh, there's a there's a way that this is kind of weird to explain, especially to people who have never worked in this industry before. But there's a, a specific type of verbiage that people will use when they are completely unfamiliar with a product. Okay. Um, and you you know you'll see it like you know they'll they'll list out like the features of the app in the exact order or in a similar order to like what's in the app store or something right. like that. And like they'll, right. they'll use a lot of vagaries, like you know the oh the app works pretty well, blah blah blah. And they won't mention any specific experiences within the app. And I think that's kind of, you know, because it, it's something where, you know, there was a point in my career where I was going for fast, you know, fast and accurate, but mm. not overly detailed. And so I found myself kind of falling into some of those habits as well. And okay. uh it's just iterating and updating, making sure that every time I I go into an app list, I add like a personal experience here, a personal try to add some personality to it that shows hmm. that, you know, I know what I'm talking about. I've used the app. Like here's something that's frustrating about the app or here's something that's really good about the app or game as the case may be. Right. Um, it's it, yeah, it's mostly about it. And uh, with it being so saturated, like it is and with people's attention spans being as, you know, they're getting lower and it, it's nothing against people. It's just the way we, we, we uh, digest digital media these days is, you know, you look at, TikTok, it's a minute long. A minute. That's how much you got. That's how long yep. you've got with another human person. So uh, here recently, we have gone over and we're going to do a, a pros and cons list on the app lists here soon hmm. to make okay. it even easier to browse. Um, I know a lot of other competitors have done that already, uh, but we're also going to add like the two paragraphs of personal experience below that. So that way they can get the the short version and the long version if they want. If they it. want and, it, and so that's yeah. kind of that's kind of where it's been going. Um, I mean, I'm I'm not going to lie about it. You know, traffic has been down a little bit uh, because of the saturation, and you know, people are just starting to look at other stuff. And yeah, you know, I mean, how how long does an alarm clocks for Android app list like how long is that actually needed? Before people, I'm not just, sure it's needed no. now. To be honest, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there, there comes a point where people just learn this stuff, right? And you don't need the you don't need the the, the listicles for it. I mean, the, the review uh, the review industry is very facing a very similar crisis where people don't really need phone reviews all that much anymore because the cameras are mostly the same, the designs are mostly the same, the screens are mostly the same, the performance is mostly the same, and. I think they need that confirmation bias, though. I think yeah, the, it's like, that's uh, about the, it. The confirmation bias. The Samsungites bias. need to know that they bought the right phone. Correct. And, you yeah. know, it, it it seems like there's there's even kind of like a shift. Like people are going to buy rev- going to read reviews after they buy rather than before they buy. Like not to make mm-hmm. a purchasing decision, but to make a purchasing justification. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. So it's a you know it's shifting. People are shifting what they need. And, you know, mm-hmm. you think back 10 years ago when, you know, I was a much younger man and like nobody knew anything about this crap. So going in, finding the good stuff, putting it in a listicle was useful. But, yeah. I mean, these yeah. days, the you know, it's not like the good old days where there were, you know, nine or 10 good alarm clock apps and then the other 70 were garbage. Like there's 70 to 100 reasonably decent alarm <laughs> clock apps that will 
you set the alarm and the alarm will go off. And then there's like each one has its own little shtick and then but otherwise they work. Right. Yeah. The, the stability has gotten much better. It's much more difficult to find bad stuff than it used to be. You know, it's funny when you said you were going with like pros and cons lists and stuff like that, and you said you were you were shifting your focus right after mentioning TikTok. I swear to God, I thought you were going to start making TikToks for every uh, for every app that you have in the list. Oh my <laughs> so. lord, that would take forever. But I did make my first TikTok a couple of weeks ago. So, oh, did you? Did you? <laughs> yes, okay. I did. Um, I would like, I did the YouTube recap. Um, thing like showing people how to get it. You know, I ribbed Google a little bit because their rollout was botched like it always is. It's on the Android Authority YouTube channel. It's a YouTube short, a TikTok, and also an Instagram story. So, like, okay. we're cross-posting all of them. It's something we've been trying to do, getting in with the kids, as the saying goes. Yes, but, uh, yes. Yeah, getting in with the – because, you know, 18 to 24-year-olds don't, you know, don't read reviews or look at best lists. They want TikTok. So They want TikTok. Yeah, yeah we're going where the people are, and um, – it, that was an interesting experience. I've never, like, from idea to script to shoot to release, ever done a video in under an hour before. And huh. it was bonkers. I was like, wow, I can just – and that's it? I just I just put this up and then, like, 20,000 people – or no, 10,000 people have viewed it now. And it's got, like, a 95% like-to-dislike ratio because, yes, YouTube, we can nice. still see that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yes, we still pay attention to it. Um, so it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, under an hour of work and I just got – 10,000 views on YouTube, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, right. right. And it's funny. Actually, the other night I wrote a review from like blank page to hitting the not not hitting the submit button because I still I still had to put it into like the 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 CMS, but I wrote a review from a blank page to a full review in like two and a half hours and that included a, a laundry change. So I was kind of proud of myself. I'm like, I, I don't think I've ever banged one out that fast. A review writing is usually like at least a two day process for me. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. it's been so long since I've reviewed any one specific product. Usually, it's in bunches. I got to look at stuff in bunches. So yeah, yeah. So uh, so wait, so when you say that was your first TikTok, that was your first Android Authority TikTok. Do you do TikToks personally at all? No, but I'm kind of you... considering it as like a hobby at this point yeah. because you know, obviously, it'll help sharpen the skills and all that stuff. But like, mm -hmm. I honestly like shooting those videos. Is the, the hard part's coming up with the idea? Once you have the idea from you know ideation to creation is nothing. Yeah, a couple yeah, minutes. I know. It's, as long as you it's... you know don't shake your hand. Make sure you're in focus. Make sure the lighting is good. Shoot, done. Like basically, it takes maybe five minutes and in a, a video editor to get everything right and then upload and, and done. So they, it might be something I do. It might be something I do like just some, with some random crap just to see if I can sharpen the skills a little bit. Cause my first, my first TikTok was a little rough. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. Um, no, it could fine. have been that's better, fine. but for a first try that was tacked on at the end of another article, you know, from eight, seven to 9 PM, you know, well, I didn't think it was that bad, but I, I you know, I got good, I, I received praise for it, but it's one of those, internal things right like i think all of us in this industry have one of those internal things where it's like everybody says that that was okay but i know that i could have done better on that so the next one i'm going to do right. better it, that also known as every podcast i have ever made but, <laughs> same but yeah every podcast yeah. i've ever been a part of you know speaking of podcasting let's let's move off the aa train a little bit are you still do you still have uh, your own podcast going there your your own shows i know you were doing like you were doing like three or four, I think, when I left uh, when I left AA. I mean, including Android Authority, which you know minus one. Um, but you had a you had a few of them going at the time. 
Uh, no, I've actually I've discontinued basically all of them uh, against my better judgment. I was doing a couple of anime podcasts because yeah, I, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm an anime fan, and uh, the people who uh, I mean, uh, one of the hosts uh, got married and now his wife is pregnant, so he doesn't have the time for it. Um, mm. Had a couple of people just lose interest. We had somebody who like who would do it over the summer while they were at home from college and then go back to college and then can't do it anymore. So basically just kind of shut all of those down i mean my podcasts you know there's there's so many of them out there now that like it's one of those things you you know got lost in the shuffle a little bit was never really all that popular so uh if i you know i want to do another podcast someday i just gotta you know it's the idea part that 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 hurts because there's so many podcasts about so many things and a lot of them are really good yeah it's not like i'm competing against garbage here so you know finding something that I care enough about to podcast about once a week for ideally the rest of my life. It's, you know, a little <laughs> bit harder, it, it easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, how's your podcast I, going by the way? Uh, it's not bad. We, we actually, uh, uh, Cliff and I made a, uh, kind of a, a pivot over to Utah. I used to have a sign, um, but it got supplanted by the, uh, the Star Trek logo. Um, it said, uh, change the plan, but not the goal. And so that was kind of like our mantra for season four. Uh, we're kind of pivoting over into YouTube a little bit. I've been looking like ever since, shoot, probably during the Android Authority days, I have been looking for that that perfect um, uh, uh, merge of podcast and video review. You know, because like... There's a lot of we we did a few podcast reviews of devices on the Android Authority podcast, but I always felt like it was missing that visual element. And the thing is, like, I don't just talk to a camera. I don't just do that. I I don't like doing that. It's not like I just don't think that I'm interesting enough for someone to watch me talk. You want to listen to me talk while you're doing dishes? Fine, I get that. You know, you want to listen to me talk while you're on the train going downtown? I get that, but I don't think anybody wants to just stare at me talking. I don't, it's probably a thing I need to get over. But anyway. So, um so as a result for season 4, We've uh, kind of doubled down on the reviews part, and we've been doing these uh, YouTube reviews that are kind of like podcast style, kind of like what you and I are talking about, but then we get like a third review cam going, and it's usually like a top-down shot or something's shot from the side. I've actually got one that's probably going to go up next couple of days, um, which we actually had two review cams going. <laughs> so um, it's it's kind it's been kind of fun. Um you know, the, the original iteration of the podcast was a lot of, it was a lot of work and it was a lot of scripting and the scripting was like the hard part. Like the recording and the editing, that wasn't so bad, but like the writing the script out and like covering all the different news from all the week, it was, it was a bit much. So we've, uh, we've kind of pivoted a little bit and it's, it's, it's going okay, I think. I feel like the, I feel like we're all, we're all going to switch that eventually where it's like fewer topics, you know, less often. Um mm-hmm. uh, I feel like these days people are starting to finally hit their peak. You know, um, I, I remember I read an article when I was uh, in college um, and it was uh, it was on Cracked. Remember that website, Cracked? They oh, yeah. Used, they used to yeah, be really definitely. relevant. They had a bunch of joke, you know, articles and stuff. And this one was about something called the monkey sphere. And uh, the, the basic premise of the monkey sphere is that, like, the human brain can only care about so many things at once. And okay. things that it can't care about kind of fall by the wayside. And that is how, like, you know, if you're in an elevator with somebody that you know, you know, you're going to be really polite, nice to them and all that stuff. But if you cut off somebody on the freeway, 
middle finger, you know, F your mother, you know, I hope you hit, uh, you know, I hope you hit another car jerk, you know, road rage. It's kind of like that, that TV tough guy thing going on, or, you yeah. know, it's, it, well, or I mean, telephone tough guy, that's what they call it. Well, there's just so many things to care about these days that, like, people are maxed out, and so, like, stuff's got to fall by the wayside, and, uh, you know, stuff's starting to fall by the wayside. I remember stuff that, you know, I've been covering, and, like, you know, I, I like even five or six years ago, you know, I would cover, like, a specific type of game that would come out. It was... um. Streets of Rage Four for me. I know it was. It had like a little minor, like small viral like thing when it first came out. But like I covered it, and uh, I thought that was going to be like a good traffic thing, and, and it really wasn't. Because by the time I published it, you know, Twitter and Reddit were done with it. Like it was like there for a day mm. and then gone, and yeah. that was it. And it was like that's that's the that's the amount of time it took for this to enter people's consciousnesses. The people who wanted it got it, and then it was gone. And yeah, and it's. I mean, who knows if it's ever coming back again? And it's, you know, I feel like those, as somebody who does a weekly, like, roundup of, like, news and stuff like that, like, even I'm starting to get, like, what the hell is going on these days, man? Like, yeah. Like, there's well, so much that, stuff. It's hard to keep up. It's hard to remember most of it. It really is. And, like, you know, I, I, I tell Cliff all the time, you know, I edit news stories all day long at slash gear that's that's kind of my job so like i'm i'm reading all the news as it's coming across and it's just you asked me at the end of the end of the week what happened i just i have no idea exactly right <laughs> so i honestly exactly have I no mean. idea right i mean like, like elon musk something i mean that's yeah, about elon it. musk something something <laughs> something somebody got mad at something samsung is going to release something at some point i'm sure yeah you yeah. know like and it's just it's in and like you deal with it and then it's out and that's what i mean like that's the that's the, the the monkey sphere at work where it's like we're maxed we're maxed out all the time so like yeah. when something happens like we acknowledge it and then it's gone and then, then we acknowledge the next thing and then it's gone and it's that that level of noise i feel like people are starting to finally get tired of that level of noise and so it, 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 i've seen a lot such a... yeah i've seen a lot of switching to, to individual topics you know on stuff like that and you look at you know, TikTok, you never see wrap ups on TikTok. You never see people doing like, here's the top five news stories of the week. Those people never do well. Right. The people who are scrolling TikTok don't care. <laughs> like, give me a yeah, minute I think to something the... funny. I don't want to listen to you babble on about five news stories I don't care about for 15 minutes or for 15 seconds a piece. I and think like, the uh, I think the people on TikTok are there to escape that noise. Like they just want to, you know, they just want, you know, and and that's my thing with TikTok is like I just I just feel like you know whatever I put out there has to be you know funny. Like I think that's what that's what the mm-hmm. the primary driver is. If it's not funny, then it's not going to go anywhere. Well, if you we're know? being if we're being perfectly honest, you got to be funny or you got to be hot. <laughs> like, you got to be it. hot, yes, right? Yes, you, you got to be a joker have... or a thirst trap. Those are the those are the people who make it on TikTok these days. And or all social media, to be perfectly honest, YouTube. Um, you know, yeah. There's if you're if you're hot, that is definitely not going to hurt your chances. Exactly. And I'm about. I, I'm. I'm. I mean, you you are a handsome man. Don't get me wrong, but me, <sighs> I've got a face made for radio. See, but so. I, I I've got that aging going on, right? Like you see, like a smile, and like I got like all the crow's feet in the back. Now I'm like I've got like five more years before I start looking like. Before me. people stop carding me for alcohol, <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, I don't have that much time left, and I you know are kind it. of a baby face indie, though. That's uh, you know, but if you I know don't what? smile, Honestly, if I don't smile and like I keep my eyes like you know kind of sort of wide, I can still look like I'm in my early 30s or late 20s. But like as soon as I like smile, like start to enjoy myself, you're like, holy crap, that dude's got some lines on him. Holy <laughs> free holies! 
Right. Well, if I ever, if I shave my goatee, which is now a lot more gray, even I know it. I know. I was going to make a comment, but I don't want to be insensitive about it. You, you, no, you no, got, you're fine. Get a little I'm more an old, Gandalf the Gray down here. I'm an old bastard. You can, you can <laughs> complain. I'm. I keep telling people I'm on the wrong side of forty and the wrong side of three hundred pounds. So, <laughs> um, I'm. I'm I, if I, I wish I'd kept the receipt on this body because I definitely would return it. Um, but no, I, I, if I shave my goatee though, like I'll get carded for cigarettes again. It's a, it's a little ridiculous, but except for the, except for the, uh, the like you mentioned, the crow's feet around the eyes. That's uh, those are becoming a little bit more noticeable these days. And you can't hide from it either. It's coming. I, I and don't, to the young I'm, people, I'm it's to... coming for you too. It is. It's coming. We're for not everybody. immune. <laughs> Getting old sucks, but it's better than the alternative. But uh, yeah, so uh, so how did you get into anime? Like I, I'll, I'll be honest, I have tried getting into anime, and I it's just it's just not for me until I realized that like Voltron was anime, and I didn't even realize it for the years that I was watching it. That's how you get into <laughs> it, right? You, you watch okay. a TV show as a kid or as a young adult or something like that, and you're like, this is pretty cool, and then you don't think about it for like a decade, and then you're like, you know what? I remember that one show was pretty good. I'm gonna try to find others like it, and then yeah. it just kind of snowballs out. Um, my first, my first real anime was uh, an anime called Full Metal Alchemist, which is like considered okay. one of the that um, what's the phrase? There's a funny phrase that people used to say like, when you introduce somebody to anime, you give them the the Weeb Starter Pack or something. Like, I can't remember how they phrase it. I think it's something like the Weeb Starter Pack, and Full Metal Alchemist is totally on it. It's you know, okay, it's fifty or sixty episodes. There's not a lot of you know of the stuff that makes anime kind of meh, you know, because like once you get like through. You know, like the big shows or the more mature shows, and you start getting into like the stuff, other stuff. It starts to get a little ridiculous after a while, and that's usually when I like, all right, I need to wait for something good to come out again, and take a step back, and stop watching for a little while. But it was, okay. it was Full Metal Alchemist, and then Berserk, um, which is, uh, it's quite a show. The, the creator actually died a couple. Of, I think it was either last year or the year before, and the oh. creator Berserk died after like twenty years of working on it. Mm. Maybe longer. I think it might be twenty-five, almost thirty. Um, there's a lot of content there, but the show never really did very well. So I didn't make a lot of them. And it was like, it was right. those two shows. And then like a couple of other, th- and then I started having friends who watched it and they'd be like, Oh, you should watch this show. You should watch that show. And then before I knew it, I have a Crunchyroll subscription and I'm watching a different anime every other month, you know, that's <laughs> awesome. Does it ever like, uh, so like with anime, I know with like some cartoons, it can, it can sometimes start to lose its luster after it's been done, you know, so many times. Like it, it, it seems like with anime though, there is like a whole, there's like a whole fresh, like, um, um, crop of ideas like it, it, that just haven't even been explored by anime yet. Like it just kind of seems like anime is a, a kind of a perpetual machine that you could just keep going on forever. Or do you find that you need to take a step back, like you said? Um, it it's a different culture, right? And different cultures have different ideals, right? Like people in Japan sure. think completely differently than people in the United States do. And do so, that. like when you when you're used to watching, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. I said, do, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, go ahead. Bad but, joke. But, yeah, you're used to watching Western television and Western movies, and you watch Eastern television and Eastern movies, and it's a different set of, like, it, 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 people care about things differently, right? Mm, like, you okay. watch a high school show, like a show with a bunch of high schoolers, and it's about being cool, and it's about, like, you know, like getting invited to the parties, you know, blah, 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 and stuff like that. You watch, you know, Japanese, you know, you watch Japanese cartoons about high school, and they're they're trying to join clubs and get good grades and... And all this right. other stuff, and then it's like highly competitive, and they get like 
belligerently upset when things you know don't go quite that well and everything and <laughs> okay. you're like this is a very different mindset and that's what kind of helps it right because uh I, I don't begrudge anybody what they like but i am so burned out on like the superhero stuff okay like yeah. i don't even how many movies have even come out since the, since the avengers like i don't no, like <laughs> like superhero movies, or, yeah. or and, and are you referring to Avengers or Avengers Endgame, which is like the last? Yeah, big, the, the big Avengers one. Endgame. It hasn't been like there's like another Thor movie out, I think. And oh yeah, there's there was a like bunch. they're starting to work on the the smaller superheroes, and there's more TV shows coming out than ever before. The DC's yeah. still trying to get on the action, and I don't even know if they're succeeding or not. I see uh, these like they just hired posts. James Gunn, so that was a real good. <laughs> a real pretty good decent start. movie. I, apparently, he can direct a pretty good movie. But like, yeah. I, I watched it. Uh, I've been watching a couple of TikToks where they have all three of the Spider Mans, like riffing off of each other in little comedy sketches. I don't know if that's really? a real. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's the real actors from all for all three of those Spider Mans from like the last twenty years. Uh, Tobey Maguire and the other two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and like you know, like they're like riffing and doing like little comedies. I don't. Is that a movie? Like, is that something they're actually coming? Out? I don't know. I've yeah, lost that's track. A, that's that's a movie. That would be the latest Spider Man movie. They brought in the other two Spider Mans. That's kind of. I I actually might watch because that's that's something different. Right? Yeah, it's, it's a different yeah. thing. And like that's I was watching. I was like, this is the closest I've wanted to come to watching a superhero movie in half a decade. That and was uh that, that was one of the things like in the in the movie they actually I don't know if this was intentional or not it probably was cuz you know everything Marvel does is intentional but they had you know Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield and um the latest one Tom Holland um all pointing at each other like that Spider-Man meme so it was like they <laughs> like recreated that in live action it was it was pretty awesome <laughs> but but yeah so that was the latest Spider-Man movie you should it, no way home i believe is the one it's one of the home ones oh okay. yeah yeah I, I, yeah I actually want to check that out but that's kind of what i mean though right it's like you know you look at western television it's it's all superhero stuff it's all that morally gray area stuff like game of thrones and similar shows where like are they good are they bad who knows 20 people died this episode four of them were main characters <laughs> and you know you got like that kind of stuff you know the the, the breaking bads and the, and the stuff like that and western television we have our we have our themes that, you know, come and go and come and go. You know, the, the early 2010s had a lot of sci-fi stuff. The resurrection mm -hmm. of the Star Trek series and, um, oh, that one with the blonde lady and the kid who used to be Charlie Conway from the Mighty Ducks. Fringe. Fringe. That's it. Fringe. Oh, yeah, I liked Fringe. I liked Fringe, too, was, right? But it was a lot of like, like sci-fi stuff. Yeah. You Heroes came out around then. You remember the Heroes TV show? Vaguely. Yeah, vaguely. where, like, all the kids had, like, superpowers. And then, like, it's, like, transitioning, like, the superhero thing. And then, like, it's, you know morally great stuff and like japanese you know japanese anime is the same way they have they have their memes they have their trends you know that lots and lots of shows follow uh chicks with little pink devil horns apparently it's like in every show no i hate it <laughs> that's the thing where like i start watching it and i start seeing these like trends and i'm like all right this is going to be a meme a meme show i'm gonna just <laughs> stop watching this and stop wasting my time on it and but it's it's the same kind of thing you know whatever whatever sells that's what you get the most yeah. of and um you know for so anime, does anime does anime have that same kind of like, uh, like the same categories essentially as you get with the you know the, the like for example um, you know anime has a very wide catalog of you know potential uh, shows that you could watch but do they all follow those same trends that eat that that each other I, I, don't, I don't I'm not asking this question properly but like. <laughs> um, you were just talking about how Western TV has like different trends, like '90s and sci-fi and blah blah blah. Does anime have trends like that as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so 
Yeah, uh, you know, uh, right now I think they're embroiled in the slice of life uh, fad where the show doesn't have any real point. You're just kind of watching people live out lives. But there's like small little fictional elements in each one that like separates it. Like one of them had a dragon made in it. One of them is, you know, the students going to school and forming a band. Another one is this. Another one is that. And uh, it's, it's all the same basic premise where you, you know the, the shows they wake up they go to school they go to their club or they wake up they go to work they come home and like it's one of those things that because uh, I have a couple of friends who are really into that stuff and I'm like why are you guys like really into this stuff it's if, to me it's super boring I got to be engaged right. you know like there's got to be something yeah, engaging yeah, yeah. for me to, to get, grasp onto and this stuff has none of that and I'm like so how, why are you guys into this stuff and they tell me point blank like because I just get to zone out like bring off and uh that's legit. It's 20, 24 to 30 minutes of not thinking about anything, not having to follow a story, not have to worry about, you know, s- story twists and mysteries and who the bad guy is, who the good guy, you know, none of that stuff. And right. they just like, they just use it to turn their brains off for 30 minutes. Much the same way that people 50 years ago used to just sit on the deck and have a beer after work. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. Now you just do it with cartoons and you know watching basically the anime sims going on exactly that's exactly what i call it the anime sims and you know i have have found that's like another thing that people are trying to do more often is shut the brain down and it's like trying to watch stuff or engage with stuff that where they can just the brain goes off and it's just dead eye scrolling or dead eye watching or dead eye playing if it's a video game because you know you look at like Minecraft or Roblox, you know, or Roblox, I think it's pronounced whatever. I have never played it, but I know some people who do. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like it's just random nonsense, right? <laughs> like uh, I have a couple of guys that I play games with, and they get super like, let's go play some Grambies. Yeah, what the hell is Grambies? It's like Roblox yeah. Grand Theft Auto. Oh, all right. And I didn't it, but know there was the, a thing. Yeah, super low poly. <laughs> it's super ridiculous, and it's just shutting the brain down, not thinking about anything, not trying super hard, and um. That's it's a trend that I've seen, and I think the the, the slice of life anime is is very much like that. It very much connects with those same kind of people, same kind of people who like Minecraft, you know. Yeah, well, I think when I'm when I'm trying to shut my brain down, that's usually when I don't, that's usually when I turn to TikTok because not only not only do you not have to think about what you see on TikTok, but that can also like disappear like three hours without even without even blinking. Like I don't know if you've ever gone down a TikTok rabbit hole, but oh yeah, it's not. Oh boy, <laughs> when, 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 well, the, when the nice people pop up and they're like, "Stop! You've been scrolling too long," and I'm like, I look at my watch, I'm like, "Oh crap." I've been here Where for two am I? hours. It's what happened o- to my pants? Right? What? It's five <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Like the sun's about. What have I done? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's it's for how short all of that content is. It's the algorithm is amazing. It's just keeping you going, keeping you going, keeping you going. You might get like a small stretch of boredom, and then it's like back to the exciting stuff. And you know, once the algorithm nails you down, too. I mean, I've I've gone straight from like. Dungeons and Dragons jokes to there's a guy who rants about the septic tank industry. Like, <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> I know, right? I'm everywhere on there. Like, I see everything. Yeah, my algorithm has been a little dicey of late. Like, I think I stopped using TikTok for a while. Like, I I was I was I was going pretty good there for a while, but then I shut it down for about a month and a half or two months, and I think TikTok is like what did we do wrong? We must have been doing everything wrong before, so we're going to try all new things now. It's just like, no, no, you were fine before. It's just I 
didn't want i didn't open the app that's all you know I'm, the problem with with switching to like through a score of phones every year is you don't necessarily set up all the apps every single time so um yeah i just didn't i didn't yeah, yeah. Uh, i think it was late last year my or no it was earlier this year my uh my s22 ultra like the the camera blew out and it like it looked like <gasps> someone spilled black ink on the top of my screen because it killed part of the screen where the camera died Oh no! Um, yeah, okay. I have a I have a tweet about it. I'll uh, I'll pin it to my profile in case anyone like hears this and wants to see it. Um, but it looked like just like a little dot of like black ink was spilled on there where it broke, and I had to send mm. it out. And I used uh, this Google Pixel Six. It's around here somewhere. I don't even know where it is right now. Um, <laughs> and I set up my whole phone on it, except for like the TikTok and like you know some of the you know my music stream. I didn't. It was only supposed to be gone for a week, so I was like, you know, I get the important stuff, the banking app. You know, yeah. like the the main social sites, the work the work apps, Netflix. You know, so I can stream it to the Chromecast, which I still do. And yeah. like, I came back to TikTok, and uh, I had missed 177 messages from my friends and wife. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got done watching all of them, my algorithm was entirely different. <laughs> I, I didn't I have D and D jokes because like, I have a D and D friend who sends me D and D jokes, and like, I didn't start having D and D jokes until like a couple of months ago. Um, do you play D and D? Yeah, I, I used to. <laughs> I haven't. Okay. In, I haven't in many years, but I still get well, the jokes, I, yeah. right? You know, the jokes are universal. Sure. Um, and then my wife sends me a lot of animal uh, stuff, and she sends me a lot of lip syncers. You know, the lip syncers on TikTok. Yes, I don't like the lip syncers. Me TikTok. either. But you know, TikTok's <laughs> like, oh, your wife sends you these, and so we're gonna show them to you. And I think the idea is they want me to share those with her, right? But I don't. Right. <laughs> um. And so, like, you know, I, a lot of the stuff that, like, my friends send me become the thing that I look at. And so, right. like, that that evolution in the algorithm is really was really interesting for me to watch because when it was just me, it was mostly, like, you know, there's, like, stand-up comedy, you know, clips and, you know, mm-hmm. nothing really, like, overly serious or super interesting. And then, like, five or six of my friends start piling it on and all of a sudden I have, like, 90 different topics that, that TikTok thinks I want to follow now. So, I mean... Yeah, it's a lot more responsive than YouTube or Instagram was because I did I did do an article about all of them, right? The the reels, okay. the the YouTube shorts, and so I started using all of them. I used them for months, okay. and like Instagram, and actually I don't like Instagram. I don't like Instagram or Facebook for that matter. Reels annoys me. <laughs> yeah, Reels is they they have that such a huge backlog of like fifteen second videos, and that's just too fast. Like that might be me. Like that might be the start of me getting old because I feel like the Gen Zers really enjoy that kind of stuff. But it was like it was the same thing as Vine. It was just too quick. It was mm. video, well, video, th- video, 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 I, video, video, and you're like, stop! I need a I, minute. I think the, <laughs> the part that bugs me about Reels is like you'll be going through your Instagram feed and there will be a video in the Instagram feed. So you tap on the video so that you can watch the video, and then like you go to continue scrolling in your feed, but you're not in your feed anymore. Now you're in Reels. Yep. And so it's like you're looking for, you know, content from the people that you follow and it's just nowhere to be found. Then you realize, oh, wait, I accidentally went into like I, I tripped and fell into reels. And <laughs> That's a good nobody, way to put it. I wish I'd put I, it that I, way in the article. That bugs me. And it just it's just like I didn't want to be here. I just wanted to watch that one video and then go back to scrolling my feed and you won't let me. Facebook but. is exactly the opposite. It's weird. Right, like you can you can go months or even years on Facebook without knowing there's reels even there, and then you get on there once and start scrolling it, and you're like, it's like TikTok. It's like, whoa, I've been mm. here for a minute, 
and like you hit like yeah. the back button and it takes you right back to like where you were in your feed when you found it and everything you just keep scrolling mm-hmm. it's i feel like facebook does does it better than instagram does and then uh the only thing Agreed. youtube shows me is car videos and cooking videos that's it <laughs> yeah oh, YouTube, if you remember the short looks... form stuff uh dylan hollis i'm a really big fan of dylan hollis Okay. Delightful All guy right. who does like these he does uh old baking recipes from like a hundred years ago. Oh fun. And tries okay. them and then hates most of them. It's he's pretty funny. I like him. Link in the show notes. We'll we'll definitely uh include that in there. So now you have to send that to me offline, just FYI. Oh that um but yeah, YouTube every now and then will like they're you YouTube's usually pretty good about recommending the stuff that I follow, but every once in a while it'll just completely lose its mind and just like start, oh, you watch that one sports video? Then we're going to give you all sports videos from now on. It's just like, from no, sports I watch you don't even watch. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it gets watch a little one crazy. hockey video and I got 50 basketball videos. Like, I don't watch basketball. I watch hockey. <laughs> right. But uh, hey, how are your uh, blue? No, blues? No, not blues. That's St. Louis. Um, your, your guys. Black, blue Jackets. Um, Blue Jackets. Okay, I was close. Hey, How are they doing this year? The same as they ever are. Demonstrably so, mediocre. Okay. All right. Very good. <laughs> well, the the Blackhawks are right there with them. Yes, they are. So. I'm so do I feel so bad looking at Patrick Kane's numbers this year. Holy cow, he's so not killing it this year. I'm like, Ugh, dude, they keep trading away all the line mates he gets along with. Well, yeah, and then they yeah, suck he's... everywhere else, which is funny. Like, you know, like the last like three line mates he's had, they traded away, and they're doing terrible everywhere else. <laughs> it's almost as if Patrick Patrick Kane makes people better, except for Max Domi. <laughs> apparently, he does not make Max Domi any better. Max yeah, Domi I... makes Patrick Kane slightly worse. My one regret about cord cutting is I can't watch Blackhawks games anymore, dude. and like listening to them doesn't have quite the same. Yeah, sports, dude. Sports in general. Every year, I get the um, the MLB at bat for free from T-Mobile. They do it about yeah, I think every too. every March or every April. And I I like listening to baseball games over the radio. Maybe that's just like the I grew up in the '90s. You know, I remember sure. analog like part of me. But like having it on, watching because you only have to pay attention when the broadcaster's voice goes up, right? Yes, yes, right? exactly. It's like, oh yeah, you know, <laughs> strike one. Riding for the pitch, strike two, riding for the pitch. It's a swing and a drive. And you're like, all right, yep. paying attention, right? Like, you have my attention. Put yep. the pen down, done writing for about the next 45 seconds while I listen to this guy hit a home run, you know? Yep. Yeah, exactly. And I don't mean to brag, but our radio broadcaster on the Cubs just got inducted into, got just got the award of the Ford C. Frick Award, which is kind of like the baseball Hall of Fame of broadcasters, basically. Oh, so congratulations. He gets, to, he gets to make a speech at Cooperstown this summer, so I'm already thinking road trip. Oh, dude, um, there you go. Because he's arguably. Great news. Good for him. Yeah, he's arguably the best part about the Cubs. So. <laughs> But, uh, all right, anyway, um, we have actually, I mean, just like a good TikTok algorithm, we have whittled away almost an hour already. So it's time for us to uh, kind of start wrapping things up here. And the the feature here on the Beyond a, Beyond a Doubt uh, podcast is we get to follow up with a series of short, kind of lightning round type questions. Um, You have opted to see the questions before they're asked, so you've had a chance to put in some thought on your answers, and you will be judged. Uh, But anyway, so we're going to go ahead and start uh, diving into these questions here. So I expect nothing less. Let's Let's go. Yes, let the judging commence. Are you a roamer, or do you have one set location for work? All right, actually, I had a question about this, because I move around my house, but I don't leave my house to work. 
That counts. I mean, that, I mean, whatever, whichever way, because I've been working the last two weeks in my kitchen. So yeah, that's abs- that absolutely counts as a little bit of column A, a little bit of column T. It's going to sound so bougie, but I have uh, I have a sunroom, and okay. spring, some of summer, and some of autumn, I'll take like a MacBook oh, yeah. or my 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 PC laptop out there and 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 work for an afternoon, just enjoy the birds singing in the wonderful weather. See, I do that too, but I do that to get away from my wife and kids who are home all summer. <laughs> um, but I actually have a dual. I actually have a dual monitor setup out in my sunroom, so like I'm ready to just drop and jealous. go. Yeah, <laughs> super jealous. Yeah. So, um, about, so you're all over in your house, but yeah, see, I do that too. Like, um, and actually, I've been reviewing the Surface Pro Nine for the past couple of weeks. So like there have been a couple of times that I'll be editing like a, you know, a 3000 word article and I'll just go and lay down in bed and just, you know, scroll through it and, and, you know, flip through it like that. And like every now and then when I have to type, I'll just use the on-screen keyboard. It's really nice. But, uh, but yeah, part of the I, job. We're, we're lifestyle bloggers, man. I mean, it, we're, we're tech bloggers, but tech is the part of life now. So we're lifestyle bloggers. We use that stuff everywhere. You damn skippy. All right. So what is the last song or artist you listen to while working? So I'm actually a really huge fan of video game music. Um, okay. It, it's one of those things where like I like it as background music while I actually play the game, and it works really well uh, when I work also because there's no words mm-hmm. in almost any of the songs. And most of the songs that do have words, they're in Japanese because I play a lot of Japanese RPGs and stuff like that. So it's a good selection okay. of my library. And um, I'm one of those people where if I listen to songs with words in them, um, I'm going to start typing the words to the song in sentences instead of the word I'm meant to type. And then okay. stuff like EDM, like I'm a fan of EDM. I'm a fan of techno, you know, E stuff kind of like that, but it's so high amp that like, yeah. I'll find that like after a little while, like my heartbeat starts to go up, like, cause I'm starting to get amped with the music and I'm like, I'm writing here. You need to calm down. So video <laughs> game music is that nice, happy medium where I get something. It's kind of calm. There's no words to mess me up. And you know, it helps, it helps the time pass. Did you listen to the Sound Guys um, podcast, the history of uh, video game music? Uh huh. You really should. It's one of my favorite podcasts that I've ever made. I have listened so. to it actually. I was okay. a big fan of it. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So now, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you though. When I'm when I'm editing, I can't listen to anything. So like because I start thinking about the words and and I can't think about the words on the page then, and uh, and so yeah, I, I definitely respect that. So I might have to try video game music. That's actually a good a good idea. Yeah, for so, sure. It's yeah. most of it's you know slow pace. It's just music. You can listen to it at a low volume because that's the way you listen to it in the game. It's not supposed to be the center of attention. It's supposed to be background music while you do something else in a video game. And so, like, it works really well as, like, a background music while you do something else in real life, too. And you know what, uh, Joe? I would like to congratulate you. Why's that? um, Because in the long history of Beyond a Doubt, um, I have never had a porn site commenter while in the live stream. So congratulations to you, Joe, and to sexchat69.site. Who who really wanted us to take a look at their photos? So um, I have blocked the user now. But you are not that, that was, interesting, sex bot. That is a milestone for me, man. Though, like my so streams are, that's, I, I'm so honored. I was here for that accomplishment. No, that's that's amazing. Okay, so back to the questions. Okay, what what's one word that a PR person can put into an email subject that gets an insta delete? Oh, um, can I use a sentence? Oh, sure, absolutely. We want to work with you. Oh, okay. I hate All that right. sentence. 
I hate that sentence so much. It's the same PR email every time. Backlinks. Mm. That's, okay. that's, that's not my department anyway, but even if it were my department, it's so... Uh, yeah. We want to work yeah. with you. Delete. Get out of here. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, like, I, I'm getting a little sick of World's First, I'll be honest. Uh, uh, I wish I got more but... World's First stuff. Like That would be oh, really? a little bit more fun than a lot. Of... You want a tip? Yes. Register for CES. Okay. <laughs> and you will get a lot of world's first emails. Oh, I bet. That's got to be a huge thing out there. Like, we're the first ever to do this. Whew, man. Anyway. Uh, okay. So uh, now this one it pertains to. Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. No, there's one more. Sorry. What's one thing you wish all PR people knew about you or your content? I really only care about the email if it's a brand new app or game. Okay. I mean, okay, like, if so. it's, like, a really sick new feature, like, a massive redesign, I'll still read it. But, like, the the primary thing that I look for when I look through my emails is, like, app and game announcements. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. You got a Google Play link, I'll write about it. <laughs> Something God. Legit. Legit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. So, uh, now, this is kind of more pertaining to devices, so bear with me. Um, we might have to ad- adjust it a little bit, okay. but because I know you don't do a whole lot of device reviews. You do do some, or at least you did while I was there. But... Yeah, I did a couple here and there. So how long do you take to write a proper review? And that's from the time that you open the box to the time that you push publish. And I think what we can do is we can modify this one to say, how long until you can include a, an app into a list? From like the time you download the app to the time that you actually write about it. It really depends on how long the review is, right? For for like okay. an app or a game, you can get a pretty good sense of what it's going to be like in a few days, right? Especially okay. if it's like a game, you can just because I mean a game has limited content, so you just go right through it. An app has a limited number of screens to look at and a limited amount of functionality most of the time, mm. uh, so it doesn't take that long—three or four days for an app or a game. And I have a pretty good—I mean, I'm not always right, but I have a pretty good idea. <laughs> okay, um, for a device. Um, as long as there isn't any like ridiculous thing that requires like months and months of like learning how you do things, probably, mm-hmm. I mean, same as everybody else about a week, um, okay. give me a chance to test out, you know, all the features, all the functions, the battery life, if it's got a battery. Um, I mean, honestly, sometimes it takes way long. I mean, I have this Nikon Z62 that I bought like about a year ago and I've never used it as a webcam before today. So I'm testing this sucker out today. I've been waiting for my face to go black this entire podcast, but I did set it to, like, no sleep, right? So it's like, this should theoretically stay on for the whole podcast, and it should be clean HDMI, and it's been on for the whole podcast, and it's clean HDMI. So now I know if anyone ever asks me about a camera that's capable of doing this kind of crap, I have a recommendation now. So, like, it really just it depends on the product, man. Like, you know, for a phone, week or two. For something like a camera, a month or two. It's just it's it, there's so many different things to review that it really varies. Sure, sure. Well, I've been waiting for your face to go black as well, but for an entirely different reason. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, has there ever been a product or or an app that you have rev- you have received and tested that ultimately was so bad you decided not to write a review about it and without naming names, if possible, what was it? Oh, absolutely. Um, this has happened to me a few times where. Uh, like Google Play will release like their list of like best apps or games of the year, and uh, I'll, I'll go through and like check them out if I hadn't already checked them out, and the yeah. game is just surprisingly awful. Okay, um, it's like predatory in-app purchases. You know, like the game is just horribly and unoptimized. You know, just like all these things, and it's like, how did this? How did Google pimp this out? 
and mm. start you know sometimes i think that maybe they did it based on the algorithm like that maybe yeah <laughs> exactly like maybe there was something to the effect of like like an algorithm picked it or something like that i don't think because there's been a few choices that they've made where i'm like this isn't real like this isn't really good and I, i'll get an email <laughs> pitch the same thing um there's no way a person picked this <laughs> <laughs> well yeah there's no way a person recommends this and like i'll I, you know i'll open an app or a game recommended to me and i'll use it i'm like this is trash and i delete it and i never mention it again um, gotcha. Yeah, in the interest of not alienating any PR reps, I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah I will yeah, not no. sp- mention any specific apps or games. But no, absolutely, do not name names. We're we're not uh, we're not there. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So, do you prefer producing written content, audio content, or video content, and whichever one? Why? What's what do you like about it? I prefer doing written content the most because okay. uh, I, I like getting into my own head. And getting into like a zone with a thing, it's like just me and the thing, me and the article, article and me. We're on a date, we're hanging out, mm-hmm. we're getting to know each other, writing gotcha. this whole thing. You know, I um, I, I was, I've been recently clinically uh, uh diagnosed with ADHD, so uh, and like learning all the symptoms, that, like the ability to just hyper focus on something to the detriment of everything around me, is apparently a symptom of that. And uh, being able to do that with written articles, I can't do that with with talking because I have to, I have to. You know, how loud is my voice? How is my tone? How is, you know, my inflections? Am I saying the words crisply and clearly, you know, or anything like that? I got so many other things to focus on that I don't always have, you know, the focus to talk how I want to talk. And the same thing with video production, right? I got to make sure the phone is, you know, in the frame and it's got to be, you know, perfectly in the frame, slightly tilted to look cool. And it's got to pan across. And there's just too many things. With written content, it's just words, me, and the topic. And I feel like that's the, the fastest, most efficient least distracting way to to put what i want down i love it i love it um okay uh next question and this is actually a new edition from just last month but how do you deal with writer's block uh, i usually just pick a different topic for a little while and, and come back to it um okay it's you know i'm a, I'm a shower thoughts kind of guy you know i go on walks every day to to appease the the, now the Samsung health gods. It used to be the Fitbit gods, but now it's the Samsung health gods. Uh, you know, I go on like walks every Sell day, out. and yeah, you know, and <laughs> think about stuff. You know, think about stuff in the shower, think about stuff in my off hours. And so sometimes I'll come up on a topic and be like, ah, don't know. And so I will just set that aside. I'll set like a new due date on it, and I'll work on something else in the meantime. And then I'll think about it. I'll think about it, and then something will pop. You know, something will hit eventually, and then I'll come back yeah. and finish the topic then. The only time it, okay. it, it truly sucks is when it's like something I got to do that day. But usually if it's that important, you know, I, I have the materials provided to me by the company who wants me to cover it or we've yeah. covered it, you know, on the site. And so we have a, I have a bunch of content to pull from like when the when the new Android OS video comes out or when a yeah. new Android OS comes out, and I have to do the video for it same day. Well, the Android I, I don't have writer's block because I know exactly what I have to talk about. Right. So. Okay. Usually, usually I have the time to just set it aside and come back to it later. Works for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Influencers, here to stay or a bubble waiting to burst? I hope it's a bubble waiting to burst, but I expect that it's here to stay. <laughs> okay. Um, I read an article, I think, I want to say it was back in February, March, that, that, that era. Um, time has no meaning. Yeah, time has no meaning. <laughs> but it was a Yahoo Finance article, believe it or not, uh, talking about how influencers work these days. And like when we think of influencer, we think like the big dogs, like Jake Paul, you know, you know those big, huge ones with millions of followers. And 
and sadly yes yeah there is the uh the misguided notion that that's what people are aiming for and it turns out that most of today's influencers are aiming for 30 40 50,000 followers with you know and they use that to leverage out you know 10 20 30,000 dollars a year and they use okay. it as passive income or they use it as a main income and because their overhead is so low they keep their overhead low and they and they live relatively comfortable middle class style lives so okay. and because it's not terribly difficult to get to that point, um, most of today's influencers are small change and they're okay with being small change. And because there's so many of them that are small change, that they're now facing the same kinds of issues that we as professionals are facing, where there's so many, there's so much competition. How do you cut through the noise? Well, right. influencers are starting to get into that problem too because there's so many of them that are only aiming for like 20k a year in total versus yeah. like you know the jake pauls of the world which aim for millions See, <laughs> excuse and, me and um, i think in order to get that number i think you have to have some sort of niche you can't be a like a generalist you have to be like you know you have to be you know uh, soccer moms with kids in sixth grade or something like that. Like, I mean, that that's kind of how you have to boil it down. Yeah. And then you have to find the right partners for that relationship, you know. It, it's crazy that that it, that of the biggest industries to explode in the last five years, that freaking advertising had to be it, right? <laughs> like, why couldn't I have been yeah. beaten out? Like, because influencers are a big problem, especially for us professionals, right? We got to compete with them because Google, yeah. you know, Google search and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter put us all on equal levels, despite the fact that they're advertisers and we're not. Right. And uh, that that distinction with a difference, like, is super important and it's super annoying that, like, you know, you search for one of my videos on YouTube, like one of my Android OS videos on YouTube, and it's like influencer, 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 me, uh, another legitimate blogger, another legitimate blogger, influencer, influencer, influencer. There's like three people left doing this kind of crap, and it's like influencers everywhere. You realize you're using the words legitimate and blogger in the same sentence, right? Hey, you know what? We're more legitimate than influencers are. I'll tell you that. That's fair. That's hey, fair. The only thing that pay the only people who pay me is Android Authority. I don't get paid by anybody else. And speaking of legitimate bloggers, who's the first reviewer that you read slash watch slash listen to to go to when reviews drop? Depends for, on the like, product. Because um, okay. like, I've gotten to a point now where I've found reviewers for most things. Okay. Um, like for televisions, uh, artings, right? Or ratings or however you pronounce their website name, R-T-I-N-G-S. Oh, okay. okay. Um, nobody else does what they do. Just right. Nobody else does it, right? Like you want to know the the milliseconds and the contrast ratio and, and all this stuff. Most reviews for you know for televisions are subjective, and I want to see some objective numbers. Our team's got objective numbers um, yeah. for cars like Savage Geese, Alex on Autos. For tech, I don't need a reviewer anymore. <laughs> it's to a point where I mean, you probably don't either, right? Where it's like we can infer from context at this point. Unless I the, don't, but I have some favorites. <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah. But for tech, I haven't really watched because unless there's some like hidden problem, like the the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 being you know a chip that runs really hot, you know, like the Snapdragon 810 did, right? Right, where like it, right. it runs hot, and then like Samsung throttled like ten thousand apps to keep it cool, you know, make sure the phone wouldn't overheat in public where people could see it, you know, all that. Unless there's some like weird under the hood thing like that going on. I mean, I mean, the, the Gen 2 is going to be 35% faster than Gen 1. Are we going to notice? No. No. 
You know, unless the cam- <laughs> unless somebody screws up Royal, then I'll watch a review and then I'll go to YouTube, I'll type in a you know, blah 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 review and then I'll just I'll see who's you know, see who's at the top of it and see if they mention it. If I go through one or two videos and none of them mention the thing that I want to look at, then I'll just wait. <laughs> I'll wait I'll wait okay. until the feature pieces come out by the writers later. Yeah, yeah, fair. You know who actually got into cars recently? Who? Which I did I did not notice. MKBHD launched a car channel called Autofocus, really? which I stumbled across the other day. That is yeah. such a that is such a cute and obnoxious pun. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is, it really is. Like, oh. And um and actually as I, I was just looking for it because I, I couldn't remember the name. I'd watched I'd only watched a couple of videos. Does he review uh, normal people cars or is it only like the super fancy like high end no, like hundred K EVs? His latest one is the uh, Chevy Bolt EUV. Okay. So, which is like one that my wife and I are actually considering, you know, looking at. So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, there's Tesla stuff and there's Tesla Cybertruck and Porsche Taycan and, you know, all those, but you know, yeah. Uh, He also did like a 94 from VW, uh, which is another one that uh, my wife and I are looking at. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's legit. Uh, Anyway, the name um, occurred to me like as I was searching for it just now, because I didn't want to say, you know, MKBHD is doing uh, auto audio videos and not like mention the name because that would just be like stupid. So I was (laughs) was looking for the name. And, uh, and so like I did MKBHD auto and if uh, it auto completed focus, I'm like, Oh, that's clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so anyway, but yeah, so I I, I dig so I dig his uh, his his auto content, so that's fun. Uh, okay, and then we have one last one. Um, okay, if you weren't working in this field, what would you be doing for a living? I didn't know how to because I I got the questions beforehand because I didn't want to be too too surprised, and I honestly don't know how to answer this. Um, I'd probably have to start taking ADHD medication, whatever I did, because I don't have the <laughs> I wouldn't have the freedom to just swip swap between like all the different. Uh, between all the different tasks that I have available to me. Um, but honestly, I mean, it would probably almost certainly be a tech thing somewhere, probably some like IT department somewhere. Or, okay. You know, so something working comfortably, answering phones, telling people how to reboot their computers or recover their passwords, something like that. Okay. Well, I, I, mean, wish, I, I wish it could be more interesting, but like, to be honest with you, that's that's if I'm not doing it in articles, which is what I do now, I'm going to do it over the phone for somebody else for an hourly rate instead of like a salary rate yeah. or whatever. So, I mean, that's just, that's just what I like. It's what my brain likes to do. Just yeah. Help yeah, people no, figure out their technology. Except for my mom, who is a troglodyte noise well be. I love her so much. <laughs> but she's uh, she's had, she's had her smartphone for five years and still doesn't know what the Play Store icon looks like by by sight alone. So, woof. Okay. I love my mom, well, but I believe that yeah. she is a hopelessly, a technologically illiterate creature. My mom tries. She really does. Like I and I can always tell when she's using the uh suggested replies for like, you know, text messaging and stuff like that because, you know, she'll say I'll say like, you know, um uh my son and I are going to come over on Saturday and and she'll reply with, "Yeah!" <laughs> it's like Has she figured out um, emojis yet? Uh not not, I mean, to a certain extent. Has she? I don't know, actually. Mine has, and I get like text messages that are just like 15 emoji. <laughs> I don't know what any okay. of them mean. Like, I don't know what context <laughs> she's going for. I don't even know if she's trying That's to communicate awesome. or if she's just sending a bunch of smiley faces, but my mom has figured out the uh, the emoji spam texts. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just scrolling through here real quick. I don't see any emojis, so I'm going to go ahead and say no. Um, 
But yeah, because I mean that, that's the kind of thing where you kind of got to be into it, right? Yeah, like, a little and bit. I, yeah, I'm I'm not seeing any. Uh, yeah, going back to June, so far, like the thumbs up, you know, because it's Facebook Messenger. She does that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing any other emojis. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one no, but that's okay because you know I love my mom, and that's fine. <laughs> Um, all right, well, Mr. Joe, thanks for coming on. Um, you know, it, I, I'm glad we could uh, kind of get you back into the podcast swing of things um, since the uh, since the de- demise of your former shows. But uh, cool. Do you have any like final thoughts that you want to follow? Why don't you uh, Why don't you uh, uh, tell us what you've got going on? Um, you know, where where can we where can we find you on the internets then? Um. Well, first of all, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I think the only the only exposure I've had to actually podcasting in the last like half a decade has been with you. So <laughs> I appreciate you letting me come on and make a fool of myself every so often. Um, if Your people... foolishness is always welcome here. Yeah. Um, if anybody wants to find me, uh, Twitter at that Joe Hendy um, on Android Authority. You know, I, I've got a bunch of articles on there. Um, same as with the Android Authority podcast, every Saturday at noon, my Android Apps Weekly comes out. I think I've gone 460-something-odd consecutive weeks posting that thing. Um, that, that That's kind of like my flagship product if you want to find some new stuff. Um, all that stuff rolls into the monthly new stuff, which rolls into the new uh, yearly new stuff. So if you want to get all that stuff before I release the articles at the end of the year, um, that's how you do Saturday it. Saturday at noon. And here sometime within the next couple of weeks, I'll have my best apps of the year, best games of the year, and most controversial apps and games of the year uh, coming out. The articles are basically done. I'm just kind of seasoning them up a little bit. And uh, I think we're going to release them during the last week of the year. Making them spicy. I like it. Just a Awesome. It's mostly awesome. A, it's mostly a sensor edit to make sure I didn't say anything stupid. <laughs> Well, of course. Well, I would like to thank you, Joe, for coming on. It has been awesome to chat with you. And to everybody else watching, please consider subscribing to this podcast if you enjoyed it. And if you really enjoyed it, I would love it if you would write a review or hit that subscribe button and smash that bell because I get to say that. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, make sure you comment down below. What would you be doing? What what do you think Joe should be doing if he wasn't writing about uh, Atlas? Those should elicit some interesting comments. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, if you uh, if you want some early access, jump onto Patreon at patreon.com slash benefit of a doubt. I would like to thank co-producer Cliff for all of his hard work behind the scenes. And I would like to thank Joe for coming on and closing out 2022 with our last Beyond a Doubt. But most of all, and as always, I would like to thank you all for listening and for giving us the benefit of the doubt.